Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Thank you, beautiful babe. How are you all? You all right? Oh, I have to be honest with you, I'm getting a little bit homesick. Yeah, yeah, it's halfway through the fringe. Me and my partner on on a Sunday. We have our little routine. He'd be in the kitchen knocking up a couple of chicken kievs. You know, breast meat, not chopped and shaped. Only the best for a Sunday. We'd be about to nut into a good old episode of Bergerac or two, you know. And it's weird looking up and seeing Arthur's seat, not the lovely petrochemical factory in Canvey, where I'm from. Just a little bit of grey steam coming up. Avoiding dog poo on the floor. Yeah, that's comfy. The pavements are too small for dog poo in Edinburgh. I think you'll find. So, we're going to have a cosy afternoon chat together. How's that sound? We've got the most beautiful guests for you. Two of the best, hottest talents on the fringe. You're going to enjoy talking to them so much. Let's welcome to the stage our beautiful guests. First... The wonderful Celia A.B. Beautiful. Oh, my God. What an entrance. And then the wonderful Josh Jones. Oh, you went for the alternative route, Josh. Parachute in, babe. Oh, there we go. How are we both? Are we all right? Yeah, I'm fabulous. How are you? Well, I'm all right. I'm a little bit, you know, I could do with a nice long bath. And a litre of whiskey. That's, okay. the, that's the vibe. Do you know what I mean? A big old bottle of matey there to keep topping up the bubbles. But I'll do that after because tomorrow's my day off. Same. Is it? Yeah, I'm so Has everyone got the day off on a Monday? I've got Tuesday. Oh. Yeah. What's your tips for a day off in Edinburgh? I'm going for a spa. Oh, beautiful. I was going to go cinema and watch the Elvis film again. I mean, again? I've seen it <laughs> twice. Is it good? I loved it. If, if it was very handsome. I'll come with you. Yeah, come with me. Pick it's a mix is on me. <laughs> when you see it twice, is it because it's like a thinker? Well, no, I just like going to the cinema anyway because I like a Tango Ice Blast. <laughs> I've, I've, I've never had one, one myself. Oh, they're amazing. What is it? A bit of chemical and ice? Yeah, it's basically frozen Tango. It's fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> it gets you like really like pumped up for a show. I bet it does. It's yeah. like that. Sunny D. Yeah. Oh, my God. I it's turned your skin orange. Well, it was that got took away, that, for a bit, didn't yeah, it? From, that's for a reason for that. Yeah. Um, that and turkey twizzlers. Yeah, but still, both of those things, very popular in Essex. Yeah. <laughs> Anything you turned your skin orange in Essex, they're into it. They love it. They're selling it on the black market out of a kiosk. You go up and you're like, have you got any of that Sunny D? <laughs> yeah, four litres or six. Six every time. You save good money. Look at me. <laughs> Because this is, it's one of those things, the fringe, it's a rite of passage, they say, yeah. you know. And there's some things that you've got to do at the fringe, like you've got to go up Arthur's seat, you know, at four in the morning with an American clown troupe or something, you yeah. know. <laughs> Them on, S- uh, what is that drug they all do these days? Meow, meow. 
They're all off. They're not meow, meow. <laughs> and then you've got to get chlamydia off a of sound tech. Yep. <laughs> Mine looks really young, though. Your sound tech? Yeah, I think he's like seven. I oh, don't... Well, don't go there, yeah, then. No, I, I, think my... I bought him a Diet Coke the other day, and I was like, are you allowed caffeine? <laughs> this is crazy. I think my techs are getting with each other. <gasps> Actually, in fact, I know they are. Because um, I, re- I realised they had like a will they one day dynamic, and then I saw them in Brooks Bar getting with each other. Oh. I know, and I w- I've never been happier. They don't know that I know. Oh. So every day I walk in like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm you, so pr- you could you could be the celebrant of their wedding. I mean, I might just. I think on the last show, I'm just gonna tell them that it's really unprofessional. <laughs> <laughs> You could do, like... The thing is, they're, they're a funny breed, don't they, sound text? No offence at the back there. <laughs> Head to toe in black always. Mm-hmm. You know, covered in mountain warehouse clothing. There's two types of... Carabiner. Yeah. Carabiner's in every loop of their jeans. Sound texts are always, like, really stressed out. Yeah. Or, like, super happy. There's no in-between. And when they're stressed out, they're like, ooh, I have to push buttons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just, just tell me that, to be fair, though, sailor out there, you're like... Celia, sorry, forgive me. You did say out there you were like, God, it's hard work standing up for an hour. It's so hard standing for an hour. Have you tried it? It's, oh, so long. I think an hour of stand-up is too long. Let's do, like, why can't we do 37 minutes? Some of us are. We're just (laughs) padding a little bit longer. Yeah, you just fill it in. It's all about the filler, isn't it? Yeah. It is. A bit of crowd chat. That's Mm. what they call it. In my show, it's all filler. (laughs) It's really comfy. So, let's start with you. What does the AB stand for? What do you like to know? <laughs> um, I, uh, when I started doing, first started doing stand-up, I didn't want my parents to find out about it. Uh, so my real name is Aib, but I uh, flipped it for AB. I know, genius. Very edgy. Uh, Very within edgy. a month, they obviously found out. Um, and uh, also, it rolls off the tongue quicker, because yeah. otherwise it'd be Selyaib, and then we'll try and get a social media presence with that. <laughs> I thought it was your real name, and we've been friends like oh. five years. I've I... never asked her no. if oh. it's short for anything else. It is short for... Um, it's, uh, also, I think it's like, in French, we have a word called a nom de guerre, which is like, it helps me... When I first started doing stand-up, it helped me disassociate with who I was <laughs> when I got on stage. Um, and now I think it's... Just who I am. I guess it's inspirational. <laughs> I think we're all disassociating from who we really are in yeah. our own way. That's why we step on the stage. Mm-hmm. Terrified of ourselves, we are. <laughs> well, welcome to comedy. <laughs> We've had a lot of people on here, actually, some interesting thoughts and opinions about why you get into stand-up comedy. There's a deep hole that needs filling. Yeah. What about you two? Why did you, why did you Josh? I kept getting told to do it. Um, so then I was like, all right. And then I was like, ooh, this is fun. People have to listen to me speak about myself. And was it easy? Did you just go up and... What was no, your first gig? Uh, in Manchester, um, in, in the Northern Quarter. And yet it was quite fine. I went with my friend and she did it as well. And she had two bottles of wine and then um, fell off the stage and nearly broke a leg. And I was like, this could be my life every night. And uh, that's kind of what started it. Difficult... Difficult to maintain a double bottle of wine per night, though, isn't it? Yeah. Is she still doing it? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's not she's a good, dead. Yeah, she's dead. 
<laughs> Alcoholism gets you in the end, doesn't it? To yeah. be fair. I mean, there's not many French comedians, though, is there? And they don't do very well. I'm not saying we hate them or nothing. We ain't racist. <laughs> but there just ain't many French comedians in the UK. They don't cross the, the river. The emails I send are working. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not pleasant. What, what um, is it like, though? In what, like, what's the, what do they find funny in France? I haven't been in ages, so I think, but I think that stand-up is quite a new thing in France. So when I left, there was one comedy club um, seven years ago. There was one comedy club, and that's where I saw my first ever stand-up thing. And I went back in December, and every street corner had a new one. And oh, really? so it's kind, of, it's kind of like a revival of the 90s when stand-up first happening in like America. It is weird doing it in different countries when because um, it's newer in some countries. I was gigging in Prague and they had two MCs hosting the show and before I went on, one of them went, Josh, do you want me to tell the audience you're fagger? And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. But, but, then, but then the other one tapped him on the shoulder and went, no, Josh will tell them. <laughs> and, <I was> like, <laughs> so I've, and that was my only experience of Prague, so I don't know if you can say faggy in Prague. Is there any check-in? <laughs> Can you say it? I don't know. But um, <laughs> what does it? Fag fagger. Oh, oh fagger. Yeah. Um, so the, it was. It oh, was like the word. Oh, like. Le, a, yeah, like but it was. It was like the nicest Ball. word of be, nicest way of being called that word because putting the ie on the end makes it quite <laughs> cute, really, doesn't it? Like, oh, faggy. Like, it's quite nice. Um, but yeah, I thought that was quite weird. And then because they've only got ten professional comics in Prague, there was that's what they told me. That's so and they funny. was two of them, and oh, it wasn't good. Um, <laughs> Why? What was it like? One of them was just doing lightsaber impressions. So he was doing this for like 10 minutes. And then he was like, and then I said, because I thought it'd be funny, I said, no, you tell them. And he went, we've got this faggy comedian from England. And I was like, Prague is fucking mental. I loved it. I think in Canvey, I mean, everywhere's different, isn't it? I mean, up north, they've got a different sense of humour. In Canvey, yeah. you just point to something and say it, and then everyone laughs. Yeah. Like... Shoe. Ah. <laughs> Everyone finds it hilarious. I don't know why. Yeah. Probably because they're not very bright. There's something about the drinking water. It's the chemicals from the petrochemical <laughs> factory, if I'm honest, to be fair. And Manchester, I mean, that's got a lovely heritage, isn't it? A comedy. Yeah, it's, it's all the greats. The city centre and stuff is good. Um, and the circuit is really good because you have to gig in a like, lot of working men's clubs in the north. So it makes you quite like robust. And I, w I started seven years ago, and I looked like a child. I was 22, but I looked really young. So then it was just a load of big, burly blokes in the front row. So you have to learn how to like just fucking rip into <laughs> him. So it makes you quite like feisty as a comic. Oh, like yeah. Sometimes when I'm backstage, I'm like, let's fucking have it. But I think it's because <laughs> I, I, I started in those gigs, and there was quite a bit of tension. Like As soon as I walked on, they were like, ugh. And um, so you know that you have to like fight them to get them to laugh. So uh, and can you win them round then? Because everyone yeah. would assume that if you went into a northern working men's club as like a young gay man, that they'd be a bit. 
Honestly, edgy. I, I'm honestly like, I still do those gigs now. I genuinely love them. I think yeah. they're just so much fun. And it's so much fun watching someone like be quite like disappointed when you start, but then you win them round. I mean, yeah. it's not ideal, but it's quite fun because you're like, oh, I must be fucking sick if I've made this 90-year-old bloke piss himself laughing. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a perception though, isn't it? Of everyone in the UK, they think, oh God, we're so unaccepting and willing. But then you go out and you do these gigs and you realise yeah. that everyone will give something a chance you just got to make them laugh yeah and if you're not funny you're buggered yeah <laughs> sadly but did you what about your influences you I, know? Had, I had kind of the same experience as Josh actually because I started doing comedy in Birmingham um, where I lived on purpose and it was <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I'm, I'll always be grateful for the fact that I started in the Birmingham West Midlands scene because it was South Birmingham little clubs where it's like same as you barely blokes with people who are really high. I, yeah. <laughs> I had to be quick and win them around. And I think that I've signed with my first agent very quickly. And I, that meant that I went around the UK and did gigs. And I'm always be grateful for that. Yeah. The fact that it makes you see, it makes you basically meet every type of person in the country. Mm. Helps you sharpen jokes that work on everybody, if yeah. that makes sense. Not just people who are exactly like me. Um, and I've, yeah, I always, when someone says they want to start doing stand-up, I always say get out of London for a bit because it makes you better. But also those like Northern working men's clubs, they genuinely pay a lot better. Oh yeah. So a do lot they? of, yeah, a lot of people are like, oh, but London gigs don't pay that well because they expect you to do three in a night. Whereas in the North, like if you don't drive, you can't really double. So they pay like really fucking good. So a lot of people are like, oh, why do you want to do those gigs? And it's like, because I can afford to eat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Get in the car, Milky. <laughs> <laughs> We're going down north. So your new show that you're yeah. doing up here. Yes. A debut. Yeah, but I had a different show wrote for 2020. Okay. And um, but now I'm doing this one instead. And talk us through the creative process of a comedian. Like, what do you, you know, do you start off with the idea of the show and then you write jokes around it, or you just build it from something juicy? I've, I've everything I've done in my show. So all of my show has been tried and tested in the clubs on the weekend. Nice. So everything that I can do in this show in Edinburgh, I can do in front of stags and hens. Because, like, no offence to Edinburgh, but that's more important to me because that is how... That's like your bread and butter. Yeah. So, like, and here, it's a very particular type of audience that I don't think represents the whole of the UK, if you know what I mean. No, totally. So, like... For me, it's not like an hour with like a story or anything. It flows, but it's just like a 50-minute club set of just fucking joke, joke, joke. Yeah. Oh, cool. I think that's so cool. Josh is so good at that. I've been, I think that that's the best way to have a really punchy show, Yeah, isn't it? I can't wait to see his show. It's so funny. What time um, is it on, Josh? Let us know. Uh, half eight. Uh, where the fuck am I? Bunker <laughs> three um, at the Pleasance. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. We'll go to that one. Also, um, he looks really fit on his poster. Like, I highly recommend... I look all right now, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I've just walked up You should see his poster. Flesh. <laughs> You're a disappointment in real life. Yeah. That's what yeah. they'll say on the... Has anyone seen Josh Jones? Is he here yet? <laughs> <laughs> so what your show is, Celia, is called Swimming. What's the, what's the story behind that? Um, uh, the story is I needed to do a show... Uh, <laughs> and I was chatting to a friend of mine and I said, oh, I, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. I, it has to be an introduction, I think, also your first show. Um, so it's the story of me moving to England, 
like the fact that I'm a bit of a pick me girl and then learning to swim at the age of 25. What I really like about this is that when we sent all the stuff, we said I learned to swim at the age of 25, so everyone thinks I'm 25, but I'm not. I'm like 27 next month. <laughs> but, but because that was two years ago, when you Google my name, it says Celia AB, 25 years old, um, which I like. I call it like doing a Russell Kane. So. Well, is that what you do? So I, I mean, to be honest, if you know my real age, 150. <laughs> You know, you can doctor that kind of thing, can't you? Everyone does it. It, it is weird how youth obsess, like, the industry is, though. Like, yeah. I'm 29, and even some producers are like, oh, we're looking for younger. Like, what? Fuck off, yeah. bitch. <laughs> like, I'm really good as well. I've got a really good skin routine. Yeah, so, you like, look much younger yeah, than 29. I could pass for younger. But it's the fact that because I'm nearly 30, they're like, oh, in the cupboard, older. And it's like, <laughs> what the fuck? He's still really young. You do look about 22 on your poster, though, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Do, you have it, do you have it photoshopped, your posters? Oh, big time. Sometimes I come out on stage and they're like, are we in the right show? It's brilliant. <laughs> it's not I've photoshopped, but it's this angle. So it's like... Clever. Yeah, like jar. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. quite good, I think. I sometimes I look at my picture for hours. Me too. <laughs> I just look at my poster, just sit there for a good few hours staring at it. Then I look in the mirror. <laughs> and I feel sick. <laughs> I think that if, I, if like there's a good picture of me, I'm like, that's what I look like. And if there's a bad picture of me, I'm like, I don't know who that person is. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh my God, look in the mirror. Someone's painted a face on a bin bag. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go for the, I've been considering anyway getting some, you know, some of the treatments done. I'm on, um, I take manual, which is hair supplement tablets to try and prevent me going bald. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it has, it's thickened me head up. I've been doing it for, like, eight months. It's quite expensive, though, like 120 quid every couple of months. Isn't there side effects for that kind of thing, though? Because, I mean, I tell you what, if something works for Milky. Look at that luscious <laughs> hair. There's a lot to be said for Cheerios. If you've got a diet of just Cheerios, you'll end up with a gorgeous little lock of hair like that. Look at him. So you have to pay to keep your hair. Yeah, well, it's these supplement things. So you, there's two tablets you take a day, a spray and a shampoo. God, that's does, a lot of work. Does it work for the whole bald. body? No, yeah, because now I have to, like, shave my shoulders. So there's a bit... That's <laughs> not a side effect I really want. Teen Wolf. Yeah, but um, as long as my hair's coming in. But if I have to, I will do the full air transplant. Yeah. Yeah. I'd get work done, big time. A lot of people go to Turkey. That's where you get it done. Yeah. What are, they, are, they, are they all right with gays over there? Well, I, I'd be scared I've got an homophobic one and give me a proper shit airline. Yeah. Like a triangle. Just start it there. Yeah. <laughs> start it mid forehead. You come back a Klingon. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what time of the show it is? Because we, we seem like we're quite good at, you know, helping people out with the old problems and dilemmas. We do a little bit of the show. Now, you lot can help in this as well. It's that we've got people writing. Okay. So on our social media, we say you've got. Dear Diane, they call it. So they write in if they've got a little gorgeous problem and we help them out. Not all problems are gorgeous. Let's be clear. Some of them are serious. Okay, here we go. Number one. Oh, this is an interesting one. Dear Diane, what's your domestic life hack? To be honest with you, I don't do any cleaning. Pay someone. That's my domestic <laughs> life hack. I wouldn't go near it. Although I am obsessed on watching social, on social media when you look at all those clips, you know, some man mm. rubbing a shower curtain with a lemon. <laughs> I, I won't touch anything, but if I get a challenge like that, I'll do it. Does it work? No. No matter how much carbonate of soda you throw at something, it don't do bugger all. <laughs> You've got to go with the hard stuff. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah. What about you two? Are you domestic? You enjoy the domestic life? I'm, uh, yeah, I'm really tidy. Yeah. I, I, I think that if it doesn't make you happy, just bin it. Bin it. What yeah. a gorgeous sentiment. Yeah, I came, <laughs> came up with way. that. It's the modern way. If it doesn't bring you joy, put it in the bin. Yeah. Ooh. I got a tattoo of that. <laughs> Have you? Where? Just right on my chest. Oh, beautiful. Around the nipple. Yeah, then the same one at the back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I won't call it what they do call it. That's nightmare. <laughs> what about you, Josh? You into the cleaning? Um, yeah, I'm quite clean, but I'm a good cook. That counts as domestic. Oh, yeah. I think that does. Yeah. So, what, you got um, any good cooking yeah, tips? Yeah, I'm, I'm really good at baking pies. Oh, yeah. And I used to live with a bunch of stoners, but I didn't smoke weed, right? But every Sunday we'd do pie day, and I'd make about eight different pies, and then all these stoners would eat them and give me compliments and that's like how I would get my high yeah from like the the compliments from the pies yeah. um spoken like a true yeah. stand-up but then I started doing stand-up comedy and I stopped baking them pies because I was like oh I've got something else now and but I still bake pies for people's birthdays and stuff I have to say but on the way here I did have a steak bake I'm sorry my fifth mm. my fifth of the day <laughs> and the blister on the top of my mouth, I don't think it's going anywhere quick. Oh. It's like the Millennium Dome. <laughs> In fact, I can feel it now, it's quite relaxing. <laughs> it's a little trampoline for the tongue. It's gorgeous in there. But well, I, I've just started dating someone new, and he's like privately educated and proper fucking posh as fuck. And I've never dated anyone like that before. And we're very different worlds. And um, growing up, he's never had like a proper homemade family pie. So I made him like some proper northern food. And he said he didn't poo for two days. <laughs> <laughs> what an achievement. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's true love. Yeah, that is. that's good, isn't Where it? did you meet him? Inge. Any hinges in? Oh, hinge. No, no. And someone was telling me the other day, though, on Hinge, that they send a message out yeah. and then no one replies. Yeah, that I, I can't handle yeah. that. My self-esteem would go down the drain. I just, it's so hard to keep, like, to speak to someone who you don't even know if you've got chemistry with. Yeah. But that's why Hinge is good, because it's not just photos. They have to answer questions so you can see if they've got a sense of humour or not. Oh, yeah, I mean? but, I mean, as if they haven't spent two months deciding what the questions are. Yeah. <laughs> then you get there in real life and then on a syllabic. I mean, I could write something quite eloquent down. doesn't mean I'm good in person. Well, I, I'm, <laughs> gl I'm glad that I've just started dating someone and I'm not on it anymore because they've just updated Hinge and now people are doing voice yeah, notes. Yeah, it's the worst. And my voice is the biggest dick repellent going. <laughs> so, like, that would be, that would have really fucked me over. People recognise you off Hinge and things like that. Yeah, well, now, like, I've, I'm not... Not like famous, but like a lot of the people who follow me are a lot of gay men. So like I can't go on dating apps now because people have noticed me. And even just going in gay bars and stuff. Yeah. But it's like but as he well. Loves it. I do. He loves goes in <laughs> stack of pies. But could you <laughs> All right, know, boys? Because I've only just started getting noticed and it is just from gay men really that like because um, you've had a bit to drink and your ego's massive. You'd forget that you've been on telly or whatever and you think, God, everyone wants to shag me. <laughs> <laughs> but now they don't. Yeah. 
Is Can it? I, we've been clubbing with Josh, and on the same night, he lost both his phone <sighs> and his passport. Oh, don't get me started <laughs> on this fucking passport. I've had the worst fringe ever. I lost. We went on a night out in a gay bar. I lost my passport, so but I need it for when I get back. So I had to go to Glasgow to get a fast track passport while we was here. Oh and then because I've lost three passports in six years, they made me have a meeting with someone <laughs> on Zoom to prove I'm not like selling them or anything, <laughs> and, and I'm not like committing fraud. They did a full background check. They was asking me what my brother does for a job, asking me about my parents. They asked me when I leave me house what can I see on me street and I've had to proper prove him I was like no I'm not a master criminal I'm just a fucking idiot who goes on nights out and <laughs> takes a passport with him where did you lose it which which gay club where CC Bloom, we went it? to so we no this it was in London was a lot in London. Oh, it was just in, okay. before we came up we'd gone to see uh, our friend Luke's friend bands for a quiet drink and then we got a bit tipsy and Josh was like, I'm letting everyone in the gay bar, but I get, <laughs> you were like, I'm going to get tickets for everyone. We're going in. Oh, I can't uh, remember. Do you not remember? What, you bought everyone a ticket? Yeah, yeah the entrance. <laughs> when I'm bladdered though, I don't know, I've don't, not got the money, so I don't know where it's come from, but when I'm bladdered, <laughs> I'm like, it's on me. Come yeah. on in. I'm the yeah. best night out there. Like. Oh, I bet you sound It was such sounds. a nice time. It was a great time. Yeah, I was shit face. Lost my passport and my phone in the same day, <laughs> but we found the phone. Yeah. Oh, that's a relief. Yeah, but yeah. the bouncer wasn't happy with me. No, he really wasn't. Um, fucking you hated me. <laughs> 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 Have you got a little partner on the go, someone you, you know? No, I, um, so I've split up with someone a few months ago before the Fringe, and oh. uh, it was, so this is the first single Fringe that I'm experiencing. Oh, watch out, sound text. <laughs> 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 and um, because I've written off dating comedians, um, it leaves me with, like, comedy-adjacent people, and I don't want to, I don't want to shag audience members, because that feels... There's a power dynamic. It's weird. Yeah, yeah it's it like because if you've seen me like say plans things for an hour with flattering lighting that I've picked, <laughs> you're gonna be so disappointed <laughs> when we're sitting at a bar and I'm riffing. <laughs> um, so like, it's yeah. I've I've had a couple of fringe crushes, but the thing is with fringe crushes is that this is this is how I've been describing the Edinburgh Fringe and people getting with each other. So imagine you're on a plane and you hear that the plane is about to crash and then everyone's like, oh my God, we're going to die and we need to start shagging. And, <laughs> and everyone starts shagging each other and they're like, this is the last thing we'll do. And then after everybody's shagged, it turns out that the plane is not going to crash and actually everyone's going to live. And then you all have to look at each other for the rest of your lives knowing that this is what happens. This is the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. <laughs> also though, with that analogy, that'd be some quick shagging. How long does yeah. it take for a plane to go down? I'll tell you I mean, what, I don't know what Edinburgh Fringe you're at, but it's a different one to me, but <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the amount of, like, have you not, do you not know, the amount of people that get with each other at the Fringe is insane. I think there should be a blog that, like, lists them all. <laughs> Poor old Milky. <laughs> he was, like, he had such high hopes. Yeah. They get such a bad rep, comedians, don't they, as lovers? Uh, well, the thing is, is, like, I think if you're going to bang someone, don't make you a comedian, like, get, like... Because comedians tend to, like, cry afterwards and stuff. Because we've all... We're, we're, <laughs> <laughs> that says a lot. Yeah. Do you, Josh, have a little cry? Um, no, just jawing, not at the end. Just <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a break, have a cry, get back in. <laughs> the 43rd minute. What a positive show. <laughs> Dear Diane, this is a new one. Oh, this is weird. 
Dear Diane, what's the texture of your melancholy? What's the what? <laughs> what's the texture of your melancholy? Hessian. I think that's mine. <laughs> well, do you know what I find quite another sad material? PVC. <laughs> I just think of a person in a sex club sat in the corner with their tears just bouncing off their little PVC <laughs> suit or something. Do you know what I mean? I find that quite a depressing material. I don't know what they mean by texture of your melancholy. They're so arty, these bleeding people, I don't get it. Well, well if you were to give a texture to your melancholy... What would it be? Velvet. Yeah, that's oh, quite, a, ve- that's quite yeah. a depressing. Velour. Yeah. V- velvet more than yeah. velour. There was a guy I know, a promoter, and he used to always wear a velvet tracksuit. And I was like, I don't trust you. Yeah. But I can just... imagine he smelled like patchouli or something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> okay. Dear Diane, a few weeks ago, I was at a party and dropped some hummus on a very famous person's suede shoe. I was mortified. I walked away without mentioning it. What was your most embarrassing celeb moment? Oh, I mean, I've got endless. I've, right, so I'm a really big fan of... Do you know Saran Jones, the Northern actress? Absolute icon. In love with I her. D- I do know, but what's she been in? She was in Scott and Bailey, which is my favourite TV show. Two female detectives in Manchester solving crime and balancing family life. Oh, <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like a nightmare. Honestly, I'd love it. It's amazing. But she's been in loads of stuff. Vigil, Dr. Foster. You know, oh, you, yeah, you know gorgeous. what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like so that. anyway, I used to be, do you know, one of those charity muggers on the street with a clipboard trying to get you to join I the used charity? To do that. Yeah, and um, basically, when you do that job, you just get told to piss off all the time. Do you know what I mean? So you just automatically go from one to the other. And then I saw Saran Jones. I like paused in front of her with like my mouth open and I couldn't speak and she just walked past like <laughs> and then I dropped my clipboard, ran into the Arndale shopping centre in Manchester, cried for about fifteen minutes in the toilet, came back to my manager and said, I have to go home and um I got the rest of the day off. <laughs> oh, that's a nice yeah. little positive yeah. spin on the end. Yeah. She probably thought you'd had a stroke or something. No, I think, I, I think she knew I was a fan, but my friends just started, um, they told me that you could meet her, and I was like, I, I can't bring myself to be in the same room as her. I yeah. break down. It's daunting, isn't it, when you meet someone that you've admired? Yeah. You know, people do it with me all the time. Yeah. They just stand there agog. <laughs> I don't walk off, though. I just put my fingers in their mouth. <laughs> 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 um, right, Celia, what about you? Have you got any? So this is a different kind of embarrassing. So I keep not knowing who people are. So, okay, I, I can say this. I was um, at like an industry event and I was talking to someone who I thought was a runner. Um, and, <laughs> and I was like making jokes about like, oh, I'm going to steal all those snacks and take them home. Um, and it turns out that's the head of comedy at BBC. Uh, okay. And I had a... And I had a message from my agent the next day that was like, so she sent me a screenshot being like, do you know this guy? I think you met him at the party yesterday. And I was like, that's, a, my, that's my party comedy runner friend. I spent the whole evening telling him, oh, these snacks are going in. And turns out he could make or break my career. <laughs> so, that, But I keep doing that. Like, I could meet Michael McIntyre. I don't know what he looks like. Well, good luck with your career on Channel 5. <laughs> <laughs> I think my most embarrassed... I remember I did... Just come out of prison, and I got given a bit of a chance. I did the Rural Variety or something similar to that. It was a charity event, I can't remember. I get there to the dressing room. Jane McDonald's left a prawn in the hummus. Classic. I go out front. Elton John's there with his kiddie winks, you know, in his juicy couture little uh, outfit. Anyway, they were so happy to see me. I got carried away. 
High kicking all over the place. Oh, John's two kids in the front. Mouse full of Percy pigs. Fidget spinners going hell for leather. Did I see them? No. I high kicked one of them into the balcony. <laughs> he hasn't spoken to me since. Elton, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I've still got a bit of your child's fingernail in my shoe. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. So what's the future then? I mean, your career in TV's buggered, to be honest. Let's be realistic. <laughs> what are you going to do? What's the hopes for these shows? You know, what do you end up wanting to do? You know, because a lot of comedians, weirdly, have said that they're aim is that they want to end up just being like having a career in comedy and just being able to go to one place or the other and make money off it they're not worried about tv what yeah, they say they're I probably lying but. i want more teller you want more that's yeah, it Josh. i genuinely i love teller like um it's really fun you get picked up in a car you feel like uh, what's she called miranda priestley in devil wears prada <laughs> you get a car they have like a driver and everything he's in a suit You're like this is a fucking sick uber it's mint and then you just get a full day they give you free food you just act a prat in front of cameras it's great it oh, feels good. so good that's the spirit so i, like I want that. more telly not like old to get that famous, just because it's so fun. You're, you're being taken out, basically. You're yeah. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Just, it's a really fun day, and they do make you feel really special. My favourite bit is when someone's like, when do you want your food? That's great. Yeah. yeah. Oh. yeah. What's your favourite catering on a, on a gorgeous little thing? I mean, you'll obviously turn up with the pies anyway, so... Yeah, but if you film in, uh, in uh, Northern... Uh, if you film in the Northwest, if you do... Um, they do Cats Does Countdown in Manchester. Oh, yeah. And there's a Nando's there. And it's a free Nando's is just fucking great, isn't it, really? I love Or a Wagamama's. My, I get quite bad heartburn from a Nando's. Oh, do you? Yeah. I've yeah. only had two It's like Nando's Mordor in, in my once I've had uh, <laughs> once I've had a Nando's. I've only been to Nando's twice in my life, and the first time was with Jade Adams and Alison Spittle, yeah. and I didn't know how it worked, so I kept being rude to the staff by mistake, so I kept being like, sorry, can I get some cutlery in here? And then they'd be like, you have to go up and get it, and I'd be like, all right, didn't realize I worked there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I paid 26 pounds to do a shift. <laughs> 26 pounds at Nando's, blimey, what did you eat? I had a chicken salad that had too much hummus in it. Um, I had some chips. And corn on the cob. And that was 26 quid? Yeah, I, Blimey, I tipped Riley. a lot. I thought you'd get a family platter for that. <laughs> I bought some shares. <laughs> um, but I think, for me, I'm just really happy to be able to be a full-time comedian. 
where I come from, I'm coming from the banlieue in Paris, so we didn't have that much money. So, and no one in my family kind of managed to do anything creative as a job. So, if I can just stay at this level where I can just pay my bills with doing jokes, that's a bit magical, isn't it? Um, I think if you've got if you've got working class parents, yeah, I think actually going into a career in comedy for a lot of people is they think you're absolutely mad. Yeah, yeah. But then once you start earning a bit of money, the big fans. But do they encourage it at first? My mum, my mum is like, so it's weird because we went. F- they obviously went from being like surgeons in Algeria to having basically being working class, the working class version of what we have in France, which is les mis, and they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we, and so it was quite a weird upbringing. But my mum is quite. Um, she's really supportive. I don't really speak to my dad, and my mum is really supportive, but equally across the board for everything in the same level. So if I'm off to like a new material night, she's like, that is so great. <laughs> and if I'm doing telly, she's like, that is so great. She doesn't get anything about it. <laughs> um, she, doesn't know what Edin- she doesn't know what I'm doing right now. She doesn't get Edinburgh. Um, Do you feel like you're, because, you know, I guess you've got voices that aren't conventional hmm. in comedy spaces. So when you go, do you think that's a strength? Do you use it as a strength that you've got like a different... Alternative voice. Because everyone in comedy, or most people you meet in comedy, they work in comedy. I mean, this is a hard thing to say, but it's true. They've, a lot of them have gone to the same colleges, the yeah. same schools. Yeah. They're all connected. They all know each other. Yeah. Yeah. And you do feel Birmingham like... Birmingham Uni, that's the one they all go to. It's, um, <laughs> um, I had a review the other day, and it was a nice review. It was four stars. But <laughs> they said... Um, <laughs> I told you about this. You've told I? me, yeah. They said, um, Josh uh, you know, comes across very intelligent despite his thick working-class northern accent. <gasps> and I was like, oh. And do you know what? I didn't even pick up on it because I just saw the stars and it was a guy I'm dating who was like, Josh, this is really offensive. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah but he also said I was quite funny, so there we go. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, like, it is weird. The I think the industry are like... Uh, I think, like, when it comes to getting reviewers in the door and stuff, there a lot of the people who were getting them in went to the same schools yeah. as the people reviewing it. So, yeah. like, it's a different thing and you're not in that. But did you call him out on it? Nah, fuck it. He gave me four stars, so <laughs> why am I going to moan? I'm not going to um, <laughs> kick off about it. And I, I thought it were quite funny. Jade Adams would, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, the yeah. amount of times I've seen her go hell for leather for a, And they're like, God, I wish I never reviewed her yeah. show. I knew that I was going to get that coming up here. I know I'm not, like what the fringe, you know, like, is, like, a lot of working-class Northern comics don't get reviewed as well because they think being able to do stags and hens is, like, a lower thing because we're not talking about something sad. But actually, I, I think <laughs> it's... I think it's, like, the hardest one because you have to just be, like, joke, 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 and you're dealing yeah. with piss people. So, like, I'd rather have that skill set than do a sad story. I had a, a reviewer say that I wasn't arrogant enough for a French person. Yeah. The, the review was, the show is good, but she should be more arrogant. And I was like, that's just a review of my character. <laughs> yeah. But isn't that annoying? Because you said, oh, you come here for a training ground. It's a, you see it as a training ground. But a lot mm. of people, this is their one shot. They, they've put everything yeah. they've got into this. They've taken the time off work. Yeah. They're yeah. doing everything. So if it's a training ground, then it's not the most accessible of industries, is it? If oh this God, is your so training ground for comedy. I mean, if I see another a cappella group, Mm. Yeah, walking down the bleeding. What's that big road <laughs> called in the middle? Royal Mile, the Gold Mile, or whatever. The Royal yeah. Mile. Sorry, <laughs> that's me. Canvey coming through, and there's just you know a group of twelve a cappella students all singing. 
clean yeah. as daisies, you know, they haven't missed a night's sleep. Yeah. They're all up, crackadoo, practicing. I hear them out my university window. Yeah. And no amount of stones I throw at them will they shut up. <laughs> I also That's privilege. This is my space, I deserve it. <laughs> all right, I have this fanta. I always think of people who like like who have worked on a show, like a debut show, with a day job, with gigging. And I think that, that is, there needs to be something where we put the circumstances of people's shows, if that makes sense. Like, did you have time off? <laughs> did you take yourself out to eat early to write it? Or did you have to... Yeah. Uh, I think we should out? move the fringe to Blackpool <laughs> and then make it, like, more working class. And just well, why don't the on, do it? The only reviewers is just Heat magazine. And then I'd win everything. <laughs> I don't think Heat magazine exists anymore, does, does it? Does it now? I don't think it does. Heat magazine does, doesn't exist. Does it now? I don't know. Maybe Shall we bring does. it back? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we'll bring it back. Heat Let's magazine do, why don't we do... Why don't we just agree? We'll do... Blackpool Fringe. Blackpool Fringe, yeah. I, I love gigging in Blackpool. The audiences are fucking intense. It's great. I would love to I'm have a Fringe. I'm bound from Blackpool, if I'm honest. It was a little incident <laughs> with, with Les Dennis. I'm not, not <laughs> something I'm pleased about, but you shouldn't have looked at me in that way. I just remember chatting up someone, and they had like a little Eiffel Tower on their hearing, and I was like, oh, have you been to Paris? That's where I'm from. Let's do this. And then he went, I've been to Blackpool. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember being gutted. In our gorgeous little chat show, what we do at the end yes. is that we busk a little song, Milky and I, don't we? Based on the chats that we've been having throughout the show. Now, Milky, what kind of atmosphere are you feeling today, my gorgeous babe? You're addicted to your phone, aren't you? I'm checking the time because my show is... Uh, oh, don't yeah, worry, we'll yeah. let you go. On the, but also, on the yes, dot. I love my phone. She does have a phone. She even said to me earlier that she says to audience members, if you want to check your phone during the show, go for your life. <laughs> your phone is so much better. It's got all your friends in it. <laughs> it is a lot better than real life, isn't it, yeah. in some ways? Honestly, my ideal show is, like, I don't talk. I'm on my phone. Everyone else is on their phones. And we're all just scrolling through the Love of Hun's Instagram page. <laughs> oh, what a That's treat. A dream. I just sit there watching videos of dogs that have got trapped in bins or something, you know. <laughs> That's my crack. Or when they, they cut something open and something oozes out. <laughs> I watched a video that was like... Lava versus water, who will win? Oh, well, 28 I'll be all minutes over long, watched the whole thing, loved it. And didn't tell you at the end. Yeah, no, I was just like, I can't even remember the end because I watch the weirdest thing on YouTube. I like watching people make, like, take uh, rusty things and, like, clean them and make them. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh my God. I've watched, like, an hour long video of a rusty bike being redone. It was you'd, love, you'd love Kim and Aggie. Yeah. Oh, what is that? You Kim don't know Kim and Aggie? You uh, haven't lived, babe. Yeah. Can I write that down? Kim and Aggie. Kim and Aggie. They basically go into really grubby people's houses and clean them. Yeah. And Aggie gets... No, Kim does. She gets right in there with her finger now, gives it a good sniff. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much Aggie. tastes it, does a DNA check. Did you ever watch Rosemary in Time? God, you love your crime oh, drama, do you? It do? was great. It was amazing. Okay, we better do the song. Oh, yeah. We're in Edinburgh, we're halfway through and we're missing home. As I walk around the streets, I see Arthur C looking back at me and I think I wish it was the petrochemical factory <laughs> a million miles from home. Yeah, because we're a million miles from home Do you know what? I'm in the kitchen with Josh, he's got 15 pies on the go, a cherry 
a beef founder. Lung did know. That's a Welsh pie. Okay? <laughs> Very clever. I'm freestyling. Feel free to do a verse if you want. I cook me pies, I eat me pies. <laughs> we all say I that rhyme. The pie, yeah. the pie. Beautiful. Oh, I love that. I think we got a new chorus. <laughs> so, what about you, Celia? Yeah, why not? It's fun. Going up to Portobello Beach to forget all the money I've spent on this. <laughs> As the waves come through, I think maybe I'll walk into the ocean. <laughs> a million miles from home <laughs> in Edinburgh. Oh boy, yeah, I oh hope the reviewer thinks I'm not too or not enough French. I've spent a lot of cash on this, let's make it worth it. It's a training ground. The most expensive training ground you'll ever train on. Just like opera, underneath your chairs you'll find a shotgun. <laughs> and the way we end the show is we have a communal suicide. <laughs> it's all getting a bit dark. And do you know why? Because we're a million miles away from home in Edinburgh. We're a a million miles away from home in Edinburgh. I think that is pretty much the same verse and chorus that we've done for everyone at the end of the show. It just resorts. You just go back to what you feel you're most comfortable with. You lot, can I just say what a gorgeous guest you've been? I've enjoyed talking to you so much. Just tell us what your show is one more time so the people at home can listen and they can come and visit. It's called Swimming at the Pleasant Attic at 7.15. Um, my show's called Waster Space. Uh, it's at Arfe at the Pleasant. Yeah. Beautiful. And I'm not even going to tell you again what my show is, because all I do is see the insides of these walls. And this morning it smelt like sick, but thank God we managed to clear it up. Because people started to call it, are you going down the sick tonight? <laughs> Which wasn't ideal. Well, thank you, everyone. This is a hat-trick podcast. Coming to you live from the beautiful flick in Edinburgh. Thank you to our gorgeous producer, Chris. Diggory over there on sound. The beautiful technicians from Assembly and the bar staff, who again, have done absolutely bugger all. <laughs> it's the easiest minimum wage I've ever got. And I tell you, each day it increases by two. <laughs> by the end of it, we'll have the entirety of the Assembly staff sit behind there. Oh, so it's ever so busy in the flick. We've got to go down and help out. All they do is sit there and watch. Good on you, though. That's my kind of idea. That's how you do it. Well done, clever. Thank you, my beautiful babes. You've been gorgeous. We'll see you next time. It's our day off tomorrow. We can have the time of our lives. Chatting with Truly is recorded at my beautiful club, The Flick, down in the Assembly Underground. Oh, gorgeous. A big thanks to the wonderful people down at Berksness and the beautiful little music geek, Andy Goddard. Assistant producer is Diggory Waite. My beautiful little producer is Chris Jones. This is a Hat Trick Cobcast. Podcast. 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.